This is Around the Rim with LaChina Robinson. So, one of my favorite parts of the Final Four is when college women's basketball, the WNBA, gets to come together. And that's happening this weekend because Sue Bird is in Tampa. Welcome, Sue, to Around the Room. You've been here before. You're like a, you know, thank goodness you came by. I know you could have easily skipped our little podcast. You're just... Yeah, I'm missing UConn practice. I know. Well, they're not doing anything. They're not doing anything. Uh, what are you doing uh, during your time in Tampa? Um, I'm actually here with ESPN, and if uh, people got to see when UConn played South Carolina a month or two ago, Asia Wilson and I were on the Smack Talk. Yep, yep. So it's not called Smack Talk this time. It's basically called Championship Talk with myself and Diana. I think it's not called Smack Talk because it's... I think um, we're also doing, like, Baylor versus Oregon. It's not just this. Oh, your team against the other. Okay. It's a little bit different twist, but it's essentially me and Dee. We'll have a couple different guests on at different points. And uh, I think the vibe and the feel is hopefully just as if you were with us on the couch watching the game. I am already laughing because this is getting ready to be crazy. Now you've you've watched a lot of basketball with Diana. What is what is she going to be like? Just give us a little preview of what she's going to be like. Well, I was joking out there. It's like they should just call it group chat because um, we basically all have a, a little group chat that whenever UConn's playing, we're just all over it, you know, chatting, saying, you know, outlandish stuff. Right, uh, like, so what are you doing? So yeah, on air. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think D. Uh, you know, D. She keeps it real. Yeah. Uh, no filter. Or you know what? I shouldn't even say it. There, there is a filter. It's the Diana filter. Yeah, so yeah. It's, gonna, it's probably going to be a little wild. Um, it's going to make you, you know, chuckle. It's probably going to make you think a little bit. But at the end of the day, I think you'll be like, oh, she has a good point. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. I was surprised watching you because, you know, when you think about Sue Bird, I think about strategy and analytics. And you were a little, like, worked up. You had an energy about you during that, that broadcast with Asia Wilson. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Like, I actually turned off the main broadcast. Like, I had to tell the way. I was like, guys, I did not hear any of that. Um, I was listening to Sue Bird and Asia Wilson. But I love that. And it's a it's a really relaxed way to listen to people talk about the game. And we need that around our sport. Like, I was so happy the other day after, you know, one of the, the um, regional finals to see Rebecca lead on Sports Center. Like, that never happens. It's usually the women's game is over, boom, you know, then we'll go to the next thing. So to have a space where there can be a casual conversation, just kind of sitting at the bar with your friends the way you do, I think that's so cool. Uh, so let's talk a little little bit about UConn because I had some of my UConn friends, right, who, you know, they know I work for you for ESPN. They may have known I was at the Selection Monday event, but they text me and say, a two seed. I mean, they are like irate. And the team has expressed the fact that, yeah, they were surprised a little pissed too. Uh, were you surprised? And what does you think that, what does that do for the team's mentality this weekend? Yeah, um, I actually wasn't that surprised. I think, um, I've never been in a committee meeting. I have no idea what goes on. Um, but I've obviously been around basketball long enough. Yeah, you can do eye, eye, eye tests. They do some things here and there that, um, you know, don't always make sense, but then sometimes do. And I think it kept UConn in that Albany region. So to be mm-hmm. a two seed in Albany, not have to fly, yada, yada, yada. Um, I think that's I, – I, I was like, okay, cool. Now, if they had a two seed in, in some, you know, like the West, then that would yeah. been, I would have been like, wait a minute. Yeah. It just got totally, totally screwed. But – to be a two seed in the Albany region, I thought it was good. Um, you know, I think 
this is a team that nobody really expected to be here. So there's also an element of getting that two seed that probably motivated them in a way that the one seed wouldn't have. Mm. So you could argue that they're not in this final four unless they got that two seed. Yeah, the chip on your shoulder. I mean, that that seems yeah, it seems to be a, a big factor. What do you see in this team as kind of when they've played well, because, I mean, to your point, I wasn't really necessarily surprised they got a two, because I've seen them vulnerable mm-hmm. more often this season than I can remember. But when, when you watch this team, what are they going to need to do that maybe they haven't done consistently to beat Notre Dame? Um, you know, it's the Final Four. I think the, the only, like, real answer I have, they got a ball out, and, and there's yeah. just, like, no way around it. It's not one specific thing. It's not, you know, they got to get to the free throw line or they yeah. got to stop their, you know, transition or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. not like one specific thing. I think they just, listen, they only play six players and four of the six are probably going to have to have great games. Yeah. That's just the end of the day. And, and yeah, they need to you know, slow things down for Notre Dame, a team that scores like a crap ton of points. They're going to have to do that. But I don't know. They got to just have big games. And when the lights are on, we'll see what happens. I've seen Coach Oriema a few times this season, and he looks a little perplexed. And sometimes, you know, first of all, whenever he starts the the the, the, the interview oh, yeah, with right. the oh yeah, whenever he does that, you're already like, okay, he's not in a good mood. But then he let the the beard grow in a little bit. I'm like, is this team like stressing it right? Like, where do you think he is in handling like this team? And he's been, you know, he's talked about. It. He's like, look, players these days are different. Like, how's he doing with all this number two seed stuff going on? Yeah, um, you know, I have to say the one thing about this guy is he usually knows what he's doing it's like you may not understand what's happening at step one step two step three but all of a sudden you fast forward to step 10 you're like oh that's why he's doing that so nothing really catches him off guard or is by surprise but i think he's potentially seeing that this is gonna be different from other years yeah you know or it has been i should say different from other years there's kind of this framework that he's you know, just been able to plug great players into and, oh, we win national championships. This is what happened. Right. You know, obviously the team's not as deep as they, they usually are. Um, had some injuries here and there. Mm-hmm. Had to deal with those. So it's just not going, like, the way it usually does. Yes. And I think he finally, to get to the Final Four, probably just opened his mind a little bit to, like, all right, it's not going to be how it usually is, and I need to be a little bit more creative. Yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot. Last question about UConn, but um, – is it possible for things to be the way they used to be? Like, seriously, when you when you look at the parity in women's basketball, which is a good thing, you know, Oregon's here for the first time. Baylor hasn't been here for a while, which says a lot. Um, you know, the players and stars that are coming up. Like, is it possible really to expect Connecticut to dominate like you guys once did? <laughs> um, I mean, I think it goes in waves regardless, right? Yeah. Like, you can look at the so-called – you said it, not me. Domination. Um, <laughs> I did. I did. And it kind of, it, it started somewhat when, when I was there and D was there, obviously mm-hmm. D winning three in a row. Um, then there was like a lull. Yeah. And then it came back around in the Maya Moore, Tina Charles era. Then there was a lull. Yeah. And Stewie took it back up. So, you know, listen, this team got to the Final Four, so clearly there's there's no lull. Yeah. It, obviously, it makes me seen if they win, but regardless... It's, it's waves, and, and so I don't think it's that ridiculous. Obviously, Coach Ramonet, CD, the whole staff, they know, like we were talking about, the framework. They right. know what it is, and yeah. if they can just you know, get their recruiting back to, to where it was a couple of years ago, I don't see why it can't be you know, another 
big run. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. They're all getting old, though, so we'll see. <laughs> I was going to say, they did just sign a big recruit. So. Yeah, yeah. Can you move forward? No, and Gino was, he told us earlier in, in the year on the podcast, he was like, listen, I, you know, in terms of his staff movement, he was like, we had to get younger. He was like, me and CD, we're not, yeah. you know, we're not hip to a lot of this stuff that's going on. Um, I saw him dancing that thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That he almost looked like Fred Flintstone a little like, bit. You know how he used to do? <laughs> yeah, that was, he was trying, though, you know? Dancing? There once was a time, I don't think we would have ever seen Gio do that, but hey, you know, things are, are changing. Um, so the conversation around the draft this year is that there's uh, not a Brianna Stewart, obviously. There's not Elena Deladon. There's not those players are going to come in right away and have a major impact on any WNBA team, which gets harder every year with just how competitive the league is and how great it is. But are there any players that stand out to you as you've watched that you're just impressed by or excited to see this weekend? Yeah, um... So I think my first thought is um, Asia Durr. Mm-hmm. You know, I think she's just fun to watch. I think yeah. the game will translate. But you're right. It's it's not. There's not this like clear cut. We'll use Stewie because it's the most recent. There's yeah. not this like clear cut. This kid's coming in. She's yeah. gonna be an all star. She's gonna probably, maybe be an MVP within the first couple of years. Yeah. Have a huge impact on the team. There's not that. So my favorite. Would be Jackie Young, and obviously we don't know if she's going to come out yet. Yes. To me, here's a player that like I'm not saying she's going to be an all star or anything like that. It's not about that, but she could come on a team and have impact right away. Whereas I think if you're a star player, and not that Jackie Young's not a star on her team, but when you're like the go to on a team, you're not necessarily going to be the go to on your WNBA team. So do you know how to fit in otherwise? So if I had the number one pick. That would, that would probably be my choice because mm-hmm. I'm trying to like – I'm also – Seattle is also in a position where we're trying to repeat. Yeah. So we need that kind of player. Yeah. That's who I would take 100%. Woo! You know what? See, I just – I appreciate like you coming on and blessing this podcast because, I mean, what what seems to happen – and this is a trend that sometimes upsets me, right? Like when media and people vote for awards or we're keeping our eye on landscape, we tend to give seniors an advantage, right? It's like, oh, it's her last year and that person can get something next year. Or another thing we do is like – like, we don't look at the numbers. Like, I'm a numbers person, right? So when I'm voting for my All-American team, I'm looking at what your shooting percentage is. Like, what else do you do besides score? Like, I'm looking at all that stuff. And so Jackie Young was on my first team All-American. She's the only Notre Dame player that was on my first team All-American. But when you look at the numbers and how she played in big games and her efficiency, her consistency, and how she just was, like, steady. I mean, look at what she did the other night against Stanford. I was like, they just gave her the ball to everybody else to clear out. Like, it, it doesn't make sense unless you're really paying attention and you know basketball so well um but i'm curious to know what are the qualities that you see in her specifically in her game that you think yeah well really help um i mean if you want to just look at from a number standpoint anybody who can get a triple double that's saying just something about your ability yeah right yeah it's we don't have to get specific it's just you can fill up a stat sheet mm-hmm. to me it actually has nothing to do with numbers the reason why I like her she's playing with some some really good players yeah. and some players that are going to have the ball are going to shoot the ball she's surrounded by talent and she knows how to fit into that yeah. and, and that is a quality that not many people possess it's it's it sounds simple and it's not yeah. like i was saying when you're the go to and the balls in your hands all the time it's it's Okay, not easy, but you're probably going to play well. Yeah, you're yeah. given every right. opportunity to play well. But the player that you know doesn't have a lot of plays run for them, or isn't the focal point of the offense, for for a player like that, and that to me is Jackie, except when they do give her the ball. Right. Yeah. But for the most part, 
you know, she's maybe not the number one or number two option. Yeah. But she's still able to fit in and, and be very, very productive and, mm-hmm. and helps her team win. And that's that, to me, is where she could separate herself big time. Very, very interesting. So last question about the draft, and I'll move on. Um, I feel like size, strength, athleticism matters, right? Like, even more so now than it ever did. Is that as great of a separator as I feel like? Like, obviously, if you're Sue Bird and you're athletic and smart and, you know, all that stuff, uh, <laughs> then, you know, you got it all. But, but, yeah, but <laughs> hey, I've seen, seen you do some things. But, um, like, seriously, is that as big of a separator? Because you hear things like um, whether it's Sabrina Ionescu and people not knowing if she is athletic enough, and that will translate. Like, is it really – I think it's a big separator, but you – would know no it, it definitely is i mean but i think you can overcome it if mm-hmm. you have other qualities yeah right so if you are smart you know and you're able to kind of get around things um by using your head instead of your athleticism i mean honestly i'm not trying but like i've def- that's definitely been my career like as it's yeah. gone because as you get older you're, you're gonna lose a step yeah and yeah um but can you kind of get a, like either hide that <laughs> or yeah. find ways around it so i think um it's tough because the league is so athletic that mm-hmm. if you can't keep up in that way, you I mean, sometimes it doesn't matter how smart you are. If you can't yeah. keep up to some extent, you're, you're going to really struggle because that is just where it's trending. I mean, yeah. it, it just is. It seems like just the speed and quickness is like I was looking at some of the post players in the college level and I'm like, boy, you're going to have to come out of that pick and roll a little faster. Oh, like, you, gonna, you know, the footwork. Is <laughs> you, it's like, it's like, the, the, my favorite thing about the WNBA is like, it's literally blood in the water. The minute a rookie gets in that league, they might, you know, if, if they're good and they got like something to their game, they might, they're going to do something in that, in that first month. By month two, we all know what you're going to do. Yeah. And it's like the minute, you know, or like, I don't know, where they want Kalani Brown. Yeah. You know, and the minute those, those girls check in the game, bring her out. Yep. Pick and roll. Here we go. Yeah. And it's going to be every yes. possession. possession. Yeah. If we score, do it again. If we score, keep doing it. Yeah. And that's like, like I said, blood in the water. We will find, the WNBA finds your weakness and exploits the hell out of it. Yeah. And that's just, that's just how it is. Yeah. So it can be tough. Like, again, if you can't keep up, it can be tough. Great coaching, great players. Okay. Um, last question. I'll let you pick. I'll let you pick which one you, you would want to give me your thoughts on. So we saw what USA Soccer did recently. Yes, if there is um, partner privilege here, then you don't have to hear it. Like, I don't know what that is. Like, you know, you don't have to speak on something if your significant other is involved. But the whole Luna Bar deal is interesting, you know, and I'm curious your thoughts on whether something like that could emerge for the WNBA. Um, the next option is CBA. Are you encouraged about where things are moving or headed for what you know? Your third option is, yeah, yeah, you can, you can, or, I mean, if Tariqa's gonna let me talk, we got some time, but, um, <laughs> but yes, uh, but the, the last thing would be, uh, this WNBA president search that is yeah. still ongoing. So whatever, wherever you want to go, Sue, really, so I don't really have a lot to say about three. I okay. Don't have anything. Okay. Okay. Um, it's still an ongoing search and they haven't, where the, the union will be included in, in the talks, but they're just not at that point yet, which you, is obviously interesting with the draft coming up. I know, yeah. Do you know what you want to see in that position, though? Um, I don't. I'm not, you know, it's like, I'm not sure. Okay. Part of me thinks, like, oh, maybe we should do something totally different. David Stern, like, something like that. <laughs> man, yeah. Right? That's obviously one, one thing. Um, 
you know, do you want somebody more businessy or more basketball, more basketball or more business? So I don't know. So I really yeah. have nothing to, to share. Okay. No, no, no cross that off the list. Yeah. Um, number two, we are encouraged. Okay, good. So we've just started the, the process with the league, like actually sitting across the table from them. So um, we have a year to do that. So a lot, like yeah, it's not got a lot time. time, but it is a lot of time. Right, it's not, but it is. So I think we all we all feel good about it. Um, and then, oh yeah, Ludabar. So I mean, obviously it's amazing for them to step up and do that. Um, I know Megan and her teammates are like beyond thankful, so excited about it. Just it's, it's always great to partner with a company mm-hmm. that's helping you know push things forward. As it pertains to us, and would that ever happen on the WNBA side? I do think this is, and this is something that Megan and I do talk about, I do think there's, like, a factor that needs to be talked about, and it's U.S. soccer is one entity, whereas Mm -hmm. the WBA and NBA are two separate. Correct. Yes, the NBA does own part of us, and there are, like, a lot of, like, gray area, blurry lines. Mm -hmm. But for U.S. soccer... To, to pay the men one thing and not the women another, that's like, that is an equal pay issue. Correct. Ours isn't, ours isn't very different the umbrella. People like kind of like to compare them. Mm-hmm. And it almost, it, it's harder for, for the WNBA people to explain like that it's not the same. Like we're our own business. We don't, you know, just because the NBA makes money doesn't mean we get it. Yep. And that's another thing. I'm just going to address this while we're here. Yes. Like, set it on the table. talking about equal pay and equal opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, we are not saying we should get paid the same as the NBA. Thank because- you. So quit. Thank you. I mean, it drives me. Like, yes. I don't want to hear it. It's ridiculous. It's not what we're saying, but you can, you know, invest in us the same. Right. Companies can give us the same opportunities to have commercials and be marketed and things of that nature. Whole right. other topic. But anyways, but so for Lunabar to do that, amazing. If a company would like to, to make up the difference on the other side, great. I mean, but, yeah, sponsorship. But you're right. No, that makes sense. But it would be almost like USA Basketball treating you, treating the men and the women, you guys differently. And they don't do that. They right. Which is that. different. And that's not, right. Do that. That's right. Right. They're that's really, not their profession, which Way yeah. Out of the game in terms of treating us. So soccer is just kind of getting there, obviously. Now with the help of Luna Bar, right? Which is interesting. Big but, to, yeah, big yes. Luna Bar. yeah, big ups to Luna Bar. Yeah, but that that make, I think sometimes because to us U.S. soccer is like women's soccer is like the WNBA, like right. for us because their professional women's league is not as popular. You know, that's not what we know as the pro. I mean, I. I'm just saying as a casual viewer, I watch all the time now that Megan and I are friends, but you know, so I think that was the first thought for most people was like, Oh, okay. So we can do this. And I'm like, no, that's USA basketball. And this is a pro, you know, structure with the WNBA and NBA. So, but thank you for setting the record straight on that too, because people keep saying, Oh, they want to get paid the same. Like it's not the same. Yeah. Like get educated on it. I don't understand like from an investment standpoint, that's where the, Inequality really like yes. one area in which it starts, um, and that's what they're—that's the point that they're missing. Ugh. The whole thing, crazy, so frustrating. But we set the record straight around the room. So we appreciate you stopping by. I just love talking to you. I could do this, you know. We could, we could hang it out sometime. <laughs> All right, thank you. Thank you for listening to Around the Rim. Check out more podcasts from ESPN on the ESPN app.